You are listening to the forecast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. everyone it's been a long summer and it's great to be back we've taken a little bit of a hiatus here uh, at the fields of Anfield Road I uh, just want to say to everyone thank you for your continued support during this time that we've taken our little break uh, of course the website uh, www.foresight.com has been up and running and we've had some uh, incredible new writers come on board as well as covered the entire uh, 2018 FIFA World Cup uh, so we had great coverage. We had the live game cafes. So we've been up and at them, and we've been, you know, staying with the the the, the sign of the time, so to speak. Uh, we've kept everyone up to date on the transfers, but we haven't done a podcast in a while. So tonight is a little bit different. We're going to do kind of a catch-up show. Uh, we'll have regular guests on, uh, of course, as we always do for the remainder of the season. But tonight we're just going to do uh, a little bit of uh, Q&A. So we, we did send out via Facebook and Twitter um some uh some some listener questions and some of you did write back i got about 50 responses and i picked out some of the some of the best ones i think i narrowed it down to either six or seven and i tried to get it roughly from you know different parts of the world as well so there's you know some european listeners uh i got uh, some asian listeners in here and also uh some some people from the united states so uh, so I'll, I'll be reviewing that here in just a little bit. Uh, so tonight's going to be a little bit of a shorter show, just kind of catching up with everything that's happened uh, over the summer since the May 26th Champions League final uh, and Liverpool's last uh, competitive match. Uh, so let's talk first about the transfers uh, this summer. Um, players that have come in and out. Your Liverpool tried to get their business done early. Uh, they, they signed Fabinho right out of the gates from Monaco for 39 million pounds. Uh, so, you know, obviously they see a lot in this player. Uh, 40 million, no, no, that's, you know, that's, that's a pretty decent price uh, for a player of his caliber. Uh, right after that, they tried to sign Fakir from uh, Olympique Lyonnais. And that did not work out uh, as Liverpool probably wanted. Uh, we found out a little bit of um, there were some discrepancies on the the medicals, and uh, things were not as they seemed. And now it does seem rather unlikely that Liverpool will proceed with uh, signing Fakir. There is still a lot of the LFC faithful that would uh, like to see him in a red shirt next season, or in a couple of weeks uh, from this point. But I don't really, you know. I, I I think that Jurgen Klopp is going in a different direction. I I really don't see a an aggressive approach by Liverpool to bring this player in at this time. Uh, you know things can change on a dime, and I really am not convinced that Liverpool are done spending and they're are, are done signing players. But uh, let's talk about a little bit more. Nabi Keita, of course, came in from uh, RB Leipzig, fifty-two point seven five million pounds. He was a signing from last summer. 
uh, was agreed upon that he would join Liverpool for the 2018-19 season. Of course, uh, gained Champions League experience with Leipzig. Uh, they also went pretty deep into the Europa League and, of course, finished top six yet again, qualifying for Europe in the Bundesliga. Uh, this is a player uh, one of the listeners asked a question about, so we will uh, get to him. He's actually, I, I bought the, uh, just recently bought the third kit uh, for Liverpool and he's on the back. And I, I think uh, very highly of Nabi Keita. I, I, I've Truly enjoyed watching him at Ebi Leipzig the last two seasons. Uh, he has developed into a nearly a world class midfielder. I, I won't put him in that category just yet, but he's he's certainly getting there. And he was, uh, you know, highly instrumental in them qualifying for the Champions League the season before, finishing runners up to champions Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga during the 2016-17 season. They really surprised a lot of people. Um, second match ever in the Bundesliga, they beat Borussia Dortmund 1-0 uh, at home in Leipzig. Uh, it's no small feat, especially that was a Thomas Tuchel-led Borussia Dortmund side. So uh, a lot of talent on that team, and Leipzig got the job done. So Navi Keita, officially a red, and so far this preseason has looked fantastic, combining with Daniel Sturridge, uh, and we'll get to him in a little bit. Um, Jordan Shakiri comes in after the World Cup. So uh, he got to the round of 16 with Switzerland before they uh, eventually were eliminated by Sweden. Comes in from Stoke for $13.75 million. Not a bad price for him. Uh, he, he will have to know his role. He will not start many matches. He will back up uh, the two wingers, uh, likely uh, Salah and Mane. And uh, maybe a little bit of midfield. Uh, you know, Jordan Shakiri. Um, he's mostly utilized on the wing, but, uh, not necessarily the most, uh, non-versatile player. He can play at, at various positions. So, uh, kind of exciting to see what Klopp can do with him because he, he, he's, he has very good, uh, on ball skills. So very good dribbler. Um, he is a goal scoring threat. Also pretty decent passer. This guy can come in in relief for just about any player in the attack and make an immediate impact. It's something that Liverpool desperately lacked last season, not necessarily because of a lack of talent, but because of a lack of depth. Uh, injuries took their toll on the team as the season progressed. Adam Lallana being injured. There were spurts last season. Jordan Henderson injured, obviously, uh, at the end of the season, Oxley Chamberlain went down with injury, and you know the list. It was Daniel Sturridge, and then eventually got loaned out to West Brom. Uh, of course, we did not have the services of Divock Origi as he was in Wolfsburg last year. So, um, you know, it was it was kind of a, a next man up type philosophy for the Reds last season, simply because of the circumstances that they 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 faced. Lastly, and this is the one that everyone's talking about, uh, is the goalkeeper position. Allison comes over from uh, AS Roma for 65 million pounds. Uh, this is um, this is this is almost double the record for a keeper as far as it pertains to sci uh, transfer fee. Uh, I hope Liverpool knows what they're doing. This I think he's a fan fantastic player. I think he has a lot of upside. He's 25 years old. Comes in. Uh, did uh, get a lot of punishment. He conceded four goals, uh, uh, you know, against Barcelona in the first leg of their Champions League 
that was the quarter actually yeah quarterfinal um and two a couple of those were own goals but you know you, you concede what you concede the score line is what the score line is seven goals scored by Liverpool against Allison uh, I know he keeps Ederson out of the goal for the Brazilian national team, which is no small feat. Ederson also suffered uh, uh, greatly at the hands of the Liverpool front three last season, especially in the reverse fixture in the Premier League, as well as the two Champions League legs. Uh, but Allison has he has a lot to prove as it be because of the feat. Uh, this were a 30 million pound signing, uh, 35 million pound signing, 40 million pound signing. I, I think I think there wouldn't be as much pressure. The pressure is extremely high because it is the record fee for a goalkeeper, and uh, quite quite substantially more than the uh, previous record. So it's not that Allison doesn't have the skills. It's not that Allison doesn't have the ability to be. Uh, one of the best keepers in the world, possibly the best keeper in the uh, Premier League. And obviously with him, Liverpool get a leg up in the Premier League. That is a position that they greatly lacked last season. Uh, consistency, they switched out Mignolet and Karius uh, for the first part of the season. Eventually Karius took the job uh, before everything ended very, very, uh, <laughs> how should I say, it was a, uh, a less than desirable ending for Loris Karius. And then, of course, the preseason has added nothing but more misery to that keeper's fate. So um, it, it, it's been a rough road for him. So this was a this was a must-have signing. I do believe that Roma charged Liverpool a little bit more money than they normally would have because they believe that there's interest owed on Salah because they didn't think he was that good. Uh, they didn't certainly didn't think he was going to score nearly 40 goals in the Premier League, and uh, he certainly didn't do that in Serie A in the uh, 2016-17 season. You know, this is a guy that came to Liverpool and, and, and Klopp knew how to use him. He fit in like a glove. And, you know, if you have a, a player of that caliber that... That, that gets in the right system, a 4-3-3 that suits him. He plays on that wing. He can distribute. He can score goals. He's fast as lightning. Uh, so basically, Salah can, can, can hit you on the counter. He can hit you in the buildup. He really, he's, 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 he's so dangerous from, from every position you can think of on the pitch that, um, you know, Klopp knew that and utilized that to the to the to, to the, basically to Liverpool's utmost advantage. Uh, Roma probably under Luciano Spalletti did not do that. Um, you know, he's a good good player, but thirty nine million pounds, same price we got Fabinho for. Obviously, I don't think anyone's disputing that Salah is more important to the team right now than Fabinho, and probably a better player overall than Fabinho. But I feel like we paid a little bit of. Um, kind of a back pay for Salah because of what he what he did this past season, which is quite remarkable. All the records he set and just, um, you know, it, it, it's it, you don't see uh, consistency, you know, a 38 game schedule like this in the league with that much consistency and then doing it again in the Champions League. It, it was just is really, really something to marvel at. Moving on to 
So basically, Liverpool spent 170.5 million pounds uh, going out, leaving Anfield. You had Danny Ward, who just sold for 12.5 million to Leicester City. I don't know that I agree with that decision, simply because Karius is probably going to be on his way out, uh, whether it's by loan. He needs to go back to the Bundesliga. He needs to go somewhere to build up his confidence, perhaps to uh, Eintracht Frankfurt or someone like that. They just lost uh, their goalkeeper, Hideki. Uh, so, you know, Karius is not a bad keeper, but his confidence is in the absolute toilet right now. So, you know, you need to go and, and kind of get out of the spotlight and be able to sort of re- recharge your batteries and reset the station a little bit. You know, the, 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 the radio waves are a little bit blurry right now for Loris Karius. And Anfield's not the right place for him. And if Allison is a success, uh, which we all hope that he is, then Karius is never going to come back to Liverpool. But he could certainly play for a number of uh, bigger clubs in the Bundesliga. He could play for probably some other clubs in the Premier League. He could probably play anywhere he wants to, uh, literally, outside of probably you know, the top 10 or 15 clubs in Europe. And, and there's a lot of great, the, the, the list goes on between 16 and 50. There's a lot of good clubs that would, uh, if he could get his confidence back, he would love to have his services. So Danny Ward would have been a really good option for number two, uh, but that that's no longer the case. So so we're kind of, Mignolet uh, is, is, is obviously, I think his playing days are done uh, at Anfield, but well, we'll see where that goes. Uh, Emre Can, of course, left for Juventus. Uh, free transfer there. Joe Flanagan went to Rangers to join Steven Gerrard's troop up there in Scotland, uh, also on a free. And Jan Danda, uh, Swansea. He signed uh, with the championship side. Swansea, uh, end of contract, so that was a free. Uh, loaned out a couple of players. Harry Wilson to Derby County. Ryan Kent to Rangers to uh, also join Steven Gerrard. Alan Rodriguez to Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, Taiwo Awanini, K.A. Ghent in Belgium. Uh, Obi Ajaria to also Rangers. Uh, again, CBG is going to have a, a plethora of, of, of uh, Reds to, to, to play this coming season. Adam Bogdan, Hibernian. And Shamal George, Tramier Rovers. Uh, six months Tramier, the site of another curious disaster. Anyway, so just looking at uh, where, where things stand, you know, they the Liverpool's been in the United States for the past week or so um, playing in this International Champions Cup, which is basically a bunch of glorified friendlies. Uh, lost 3-1 to Borussia Dortmund, Jurgen Klopp's other uh, love, his, uh, his, where he made a name for himself, of course, taking them to the Champions League. Uh, and then coming to Anfield. So this is always a, a big rivalry when these uh, two club clubs come together and play, whether it's 2015-16 in the Europa League or uh, over here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, it's a pretty uneventful match for Liverpool. Had a, you know, Virgil van Dijk scored a header in the 25th minute. Uh, Christian Pulisic kind of took over and uh, basically kind of propelled Dortmund to the win. They got a... a, a Goal from Jakob Larsen in the 93rd minute uh, in, in stoppage time. Uh, 3-1 there. Dortmund can win that. What you want to do is you want to beat City. Manchester City and uh, Dortmund, uh, Liverpool excuse me, played yesterday. Liverpool came out on the top of that 63rd minute goal from Mohamed Salah. And the winner in the 94th, a penalty from Sadio Mane after Manchester City took the lead in the 57th behind a Leroy Sané goal. Um, 
They, you know, side looked just decent. Uh, they did have 17 shots to City's eight. Uh, both of them had five shots on target. Possession was just about even, 53% for Liverpool, 47% for City. It, you know, it's hard to gauge a lot from these preseason friendlies because you know the players aren't giving their their, their despite what they say or or, or or what's written in the papers, they're not giving their full effort. It, it's, it's just impossible. No, these 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 guys don't want to get injured. They want to play the full 38, uh, the, the full 38 match Premier League schedule. They want to play in the FA Cup. They want to play in the Champions League. So this is a, um, you know, whether it's Salah on the pitch or Mane, it, it's going to be a more reserved Salah on Mane. This is not, you know, match day one uh, against West Ham. That's on August 12th. That, that We haven't gotten that far yet. That's when you'll see the real Liverpool. So, you know, it's it's there to build some uh, camaraderie, so with the with the incoming players. Again, uh, there have been a couple surprises. Daniel Sturridge has looked amazing this preseason. He's he has regained Jurgen Klopp's trust. I, I want to say, and everyone, if you do or don't know, I, I I'm a big Daniel Sturridge fan. I love him. I've I've always loved him. And there's no one happier about his success than me. Well, except him, but but I'm I'm certainly happy about it. And uh, I know that he his wages are expensive, and Liverpool probably for the right offer would certainly move him. But I think that they need to consider their options at striker because or, or center forward or striker because they don't have anyone really behind Firmino. I, I think maybe Solanke should be alone. Uh, if you're not planning on playing him, and you got to sell probably either Origi or Sturridge, you can keep both. But you know, Sturridge when he's healthy, and I know that that's the, the, a big win. He's healthy, but when he's healthy, he is still an every match day top class center forward in the Premier League. Uh, he 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 simply is. And if you, if you don't believe that, then that's you know that's your prerogative. But 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 that's what I believe. And the problem is keeping him upright. Uh, you know, every every time he falls, you kind of get nervous uh, and, and and hope that he didn't tear something or, or or whatnot. But I would I, I think a a Roberto Firmino and Daniel Sturridge one two punch at center forward could be a a marvelous marvelous duo uh, in the front of Liverpool's attack, especially if both of them stay healthy. So. You know, for the time being, it looks like Sturridge has turned back the clock to 2013-14 when he was an absolute assassin for the Reds. Uh, we just hope that he can keep that going at the rate that he is. Uh, it, it would certainly uh, would certainly benefit the, the club. Um, looking at a couple other things here, the, the, the fixture list. So this is really, this is a, a you know, you don't want to take any too too many things for granted because you know it's it's the beginning of the season and and a lot of teams you know get up for the for the beginning of the season. There's not a uh, not a lot of times when all the teams are bunched this closely together. So everyone's going to give their A plus effort on match day one. But if you look at the first four match days, because on match day five uh, Liverpool play Tottenham, but if you look at the first four match days, it's all of them are winnable. This this could be twelve points from twelve points for Liverpool, and 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 that's not, you know, got to get rid of this 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 
this pessimistic outlook because a lot of people are like, you know, don't jinx us. But I remember Watford last season. I remember the 3-3 draw when it should have been a win. Uh, I was watching that match on my couch and, and, and was absolutely thoroughly disgusted. And then the next week, a 1-0 victory over Crystal Palace where that looked you know, kind of lethargic. We played Crystal Palace on match day two for the second consecutive season. West Ham is winnable. Liverpool should beat Crystal Palace. Brighton, you know, bless their hearts, they uh, they survived in the Premier League last season. Uh, but, you know, Liverpool did did the business. They did them dirty at the end of last season. Showed what, they, what they're capable of when, when they're at their best. And um, this should be an easy victory for Liverpool, especially with the match taking place at Anfield. And then, of course... Leicester City, and I know that, that Liverpool's had their difficulties with Leicester City over the years, um, especially since they've become sort of a, I don't want to say, a, they're not a title contender. Of course, they did win in 2015-16, but, you know, since since they've become a respectable side, they're basically, you know, sort of between like 7 and 12, you know, and, and, and those those teams, can, those, those, those kind of teams can beat you. Uh, the match is, you know, away to Leicester. It, it, it it's it's a winnable match, okay? These are four these are four matches that could set the tone for the next thirty four matches. It's the same thing that basically Manchester City did last season. I can't remember, you know, when the first time they lost. I don't have their stats in front of me. This, you know, we're not talking about Manchester City. We're talking about Liverpool. But it was a long time, a long time before City lost or, or or had you know multiple draws where you you know drop two points here and there they came out of the gates firing on all cylinders and it put them so far ahead of united and liverpool and tottenham and chelsea that i mean if we're if we're on if we're honest with ourselves title race was over probably october november i mean you know if if, if we're really honest with ourselves especially you know I'll go as far as Christmas, but that that was it. Liverpool, to me, have the opportunity to do something very similar to City because after that, now it goes to it goes Tottenham, Southampton, Southampton again a winnable, very winnable game. That that match again will take place uh, at Anfield, and then it's uh, there's the tough stretch, and this is why this is why they need to build this up because from there it goes Chelsea, Manchester City. And then you get a little bit of a break with Huddersfield and Cardiff before playing Arsenal. You don't want to have Chelsea and, and Manchester City be must-wins that early in the season. You don't want to lose to them. But if you draw Chelsea or if you draw Manchester City, you can absolutely absorb that if you win five of the first six games. Or if you beat Tottenham, six from the first six. And, you know, Liverpool probably not going to take 18 points out of 18 points, but they certainly could have 16. That's not unrealistic. That puts pressure on everyone else. It's such, it's such, to me, it's, it's so much better to have a, a great start to set the tone because you're not chasing the season. You're not trying to play catch up to the rest of the league. You're, you're setting the tone. You're the trendsetters. Everyone's now chasing you. So it's so vitally important that Liverpool come out strong, you know, right right from the get go, and 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 don't don't let up. So, um, 
Oh man, other than that, uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, a couple other things to get to. Obviously, uh, at the end of last season, there was a little bit of drama with uh, Jurgen Klopp's good friend uh, Buvac, the <laughs> Buvac, the, uh, the 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 uh, the long-haired uh, uh, Balkan fellow there on the bench. Uh, goes back. I, I remember watching them when Jurgen Klopp was at uh, FSV Mainz back in the second Bundesliga back in two thousand, you know, two thousand three, two thousand four. It's kind of weird not seeing him on the on, on the touchline with Jurgen, uh, you know. But I don't think, and a lot of people were asking, you know, last season how that impacted the Champions League and all that. I don't think it had any impact. I don't think it's going to have any impact on the season. You know, this uh, uh, things like that they come and they go, and you know, obviously it was something that uh, was apparently not repairable. So you know, it, it, I think. I think we can already move on from that and, and understand that it's not going to have any kind of major impact. Um, I do want to jump sort of right into the questions here, uh, pulling them up right now. So if you will bear with me just a second. Okay, I got the uh, questions here pulled up. Uh, so this portion of the program is sponsored by Coast Brewing Company. No, I'm just kidding. But I am enjoying myself a Coast Hopart IPA, which is quite delicious, I must say. Uh, so let's just say tonight it's the official drink of um, Fields of Anfield Road, the forecast. So uh, Liverpool supporters everywhere, well, me, appreciate the fine IPA that is the Coast Hopart. Anyways, <laughs> into your questions. Uh yeah, we like beer on this show. What can I say? So, uh, let's see. I, I had this one, um, uh, Greg from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. So, I uh, got a little bit of Canadian in here. Uh, will Jordan Henderson still be the captain for 20, the 2018-19 season? Uh, yeah, I think he will. I think I, I don't see any reason to take the armband from him. I think that, um, obviously, there's been some rumors about Virgil van Dijk taking the armband. Look. The bottom line is Jurgen Klopp still likes, trusts, and believes in Jordan Henderson. He gets a lot of abuse. I've seen it on Twitter. Don't Those of you who do it, don't deny it. You know who you are. Um, I personally think a lot of Jordan Henderson, and I think that he's one of those players that once he's gone, he will be uh, sorely missed, and uh, uh, maybe, maybe then he'll, get a, he'll be appreciated. For those of you like me who already have the uh, purple away kit and Henderson and 14 on the back like I do, I uh, went out and got the English away kit, also with his name on it, simply because I I, I love this guy. I, think, I, I, I like everything that he stands for. He's not the best player. He makes the best with what he has been given. And that still translates into a pretty good football player. Uh, he is Liverpool's number six. And Jurgen Klopp, I think, will we'll have him. I don't know that he's going to be as featured, let's say that, as, as he has been in the past. But when he's on the pitch, he'll have the captain's armband. The midfield is very crowded. Uh, it, it, it got crowded this, this offseason with the additions of Keita and Fabinho. Obviously, Oxlade-Chamberlain's going to miss uh, what is being rumored as perhaps the entire 2018-19 campaign uh, or at least significant time. Uh, you also have the return of Adam Lallana, obviously uh, Wijnaldum. So... The the midfield is is crowded, but it's still a place where 
Hendo can make his mark, and I, I I don't see I don't see any reason to believe that he won't get an enormous amount of playing time, especially seeing as let's see, uh, Liverpool's playing Premier League, they're playing the Carabao Cup, they're playing the FA Cup, they're playing yeah, he's going to get plenty of time. No worries on Hendo, guys. But let's show the guy a little respect. Um, most of you do, I know that you do, but a lot of you don't, and it, it's kind of sickening. This whole you know. You'll never walk alone thing. A lot of these players are walking alone because, you know, you, you guys are not, not getting them a lot of love on, on social media. And, and I know that we all get upset from time to time, but damn, like, you know, let's uh, don't turn your backs on so quickly. All right. Oh, this one's cool. Uh, so Richard from Blackpool, England, uh, like this. Uh, where do you see Nabi Keita in the squad uh, this season? And uh, will he be at one position solely. Uh, no, I mean, Nabi Keita can actually play uh, a, a number of positions. His, he, he's, you know, probably best as an eight, but he can also play the six. So he has the tendency, he can play center mid, he can play uh, uh, defensive mid. And honestly, I believe he's fully capable of, you know, uh, uh, kind of occupying uh, the role as a number ten, so attacking midfielder because he 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 has uh, the ability to to he's shown that with Sturridge actually, and and uh, he's he's linked up with him this this uh, preseason and looked looked very good doing so. This is he looked a little bit off, uh, but that's to be expected because it, he looked a little bit off in the uh, English uh, friendlies that they had uh, earlier in the month and. You know, you're coming in from the Bundesliga. It, it's not, it's not the same league as the English Premier League. It's not the same style of football. I, I would give anyone the benefit of the doubt to have some adjustment time. Uh, but he's in the last two matches, in particular, he has uh, looked incredibly strong. So I, I think that we, I, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, with 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 Nabi Keita, and you know, just looking at his time with RB Leipzig, you know, he, I know there's a lot of worries about perhaps his aggression. I, I know, he, I think he got like four red cards last season with Leipzig, and you know, the, the Premier League is a physical league. It, it, I, I don't know. I'm not so much worried about the 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 officials. Uh, uh, looking to target him or, or, or looking to, to pull a, a red card on him. I think that he, I, I think that he play, he's a physical player. And I think that when you're a physical player, sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes that, that, you know, that you're, you're going to get caught, you know, you're going to create, you're going to commit a sort of a, a, a nasty foul. And in, in, in the Bundesliga, I think it's less tolerated than the Premier League. But, um, you know, he's played every position. He's played left mid, right mid, attacking mid, center mid, and defensive mid. Uh, so literally any of those positions he can play to answer your question, uh, you know, Richard, that's, that's, Klopp literally has carte blanche. He can do, this is like a blank canvas with this guy. He's just so, so talented. Um, so uh, last season in the Bundesliga had six goals, five assists, and yeah, he did have quite a few cards. So um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I think the future is very bright for him. And, uh, I see him though, as 
possibly uh, a, a number eight. That that that's kind of where I see him. That's where I see his fit. And um, you know, he'll 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 be able to um, you know roam the midfield and and find the find find Firmino, find Salah, find Mane in that uh, that front three uh, in in clubs four three three, and he'll have um, you know. Uh, plenty of, of, of ability to, to get the ball to him. So let's see the next one. All right. We have, uh, Marjorie from Baltimore, Maryland here in the United States. Uh, she asks, how do you see Allison fairing and what will the future be for Carius? <laughs> wow. Well, we just kind of covered that a little bit here a little while ago. Um, I think Allison's got a bright future. I, as I said, uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I, I, I kind of did answer this question already earlier. He has a lot of pressure on him, not because of him, but because of the transfer fee. And I know there's going to be Liverpool fans that will eat him alive if he does not come out of the gates uh, white hot. And what I mean by white hot is if any of those games are lost, the first four, drawn, the first four, because of keeper play... Uh, that's 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 not going to look so good. that's not going to look so good for Mr. Allison Allison Becker. Uh, so it would behoove him to do his part to get Liverpool those twelve points out of twelve points over the first four match days. I think he's fully capable of being an elite keeper. I think he could possibly even ascend to being the best keeper. I think he could be better than David De Gea next season. And I'm not saying that because. This is a Liverpool podcast, and I hate Manchester United. I'm saying that because I believe he has he has that kind of talent. As I said earlier, he plays for the Brazilian national side, and he keeps Ederson out of the starting position. So, you know, I know that that's usually up to the the, the manager of the of the team to decide that. But I, but that, that's not a that's not because that's not no one's arguing that. No one's sitting here saying. Well, Ederson's better. You know, this is favoritism. No, Allison is has earned the right to start for Brazil in the World Cup. I mean, he has. Um, I, I, I still, I know a lot of Liverpool fans actually, you know, have only seen the two Champions League games from him because they didn't follow Serie A. I do follow Serie A. So I've seen a lot more out of him. I've seen him play Inter. I saw Inter kind of wrecked his world in the opening match day last season in Serie A. Match day one, Inter, Inter won that match uh, 3-2. Uh, or excuse me, I think it was four three. Or, or it scored. They scored a plethora of goals against him. I what the I think it was the three two or four three, and um, it, it was it was not his best showing. Uh, it seems to sometimes struggle in the larger game. So Juventus, Inter, um, he obviously struggled mightily the first first leg of the Barcelona fixture. Uh, not all of it was his fault, but, you know, as I said, four goals conceded or four goals conceded, and he had uh, uh, enormous problems with Liverpool. I think that if you take the full picture into account, he's a fantastic keeper, and he's only going to get better. This guy's years away from even turning 30, so he's got plenty of time. And if... If he can get past the pressure of the of the transfer fee, and and just settle in and, and, and play his game like he can, like we know he can, and like he knows he can, then things are going to be fine. As far as Carius, I, I think he'll be sent out alone, uh, and I don't really see a future for him at Liverpool. I, I don't. I think his days 
this preseason was the was the straw that broke the camel's back, and I think you're going to see him. Um, I think you're going to see him exit stage left. He's going to be gone. Uh, next question, BJ from New Delhi, India. Uh, who else must Klopp sign in order to make Liverpool a title contender this season? That's a that's a good question. Um, I don't know that he needs to sign anyone else in order to be a title contender. I think actually Liverpool have a roster right now to contend for the title. I think that if we, when you get back a guy like Adam Alana, uh, the knock on him is he doesn't do anything particularly. He doesn't have an excellent skill, but he does a lot of things really well. So can we say that? Uh, he runs around a lot, um, and he's a good footballer, not a great footballer. Daniel Sturridge is a great footballer when healthy. He's a, you know an immense scoring threat. His first touch is just killer. His ability to, to get behind the defense and, 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 the, and the back line and you know, get, get receive the passes at it and, and, and put, you know, the timing, perfect, perfect the timing and, and, and strike the ball in the back of the net when he's healthy and when he's on, when he's in form is, is simply uncanny. I, I, I just honestly could talk all night about him. Cause I think that when, uh, Danny Sturridge is upright and fit and healthy, and that's not just physical health, but mental health as well, because, it takes a footballer sometimes a lot of time to get back in that mental groove. And he did not have that to me at the beginning of last season during preseason. And I see, I don't know if this West Brom loan did something for him. If it, if it uh, kind of triggered something in his head that like, Oh, I, I could be at West Brom. I mean, you know, shit, I could be in, in the championship. if I'm not careful. You know, I don't. I don't know if that if if that kind of reset things for him, but I I think he's in a good place. I, I've I've followed I follow him on Twitter. I've seen some really cool comments from him this week. Uh, he seems to be in good spirits. So, uh, I I don't like I said I don't know that Klopp needs to necessarily sign anyone else. If he has a he got Shakiri who can back up either you know on the wings for Salah Mane, and if you keep Sturridge and he's and and he stays he stays healthy. And possibly, I don't know if you loan Solanke out, but if you keep Solanke, that's another option. That's an option, actually, in case Sturridge does go down with injury. You have a backup number nine at that point for Firmino. So I like this roster, this squad, right now as it is. So I don't think we need Fakir, if that's what your question... I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's what you were asking, but... Um, in, 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 or, or looking for me to say, but uh, no, I, I, I think honestly right now we're good, and I think we need to reassess. Uh, Klopp should not buy for the sake of buying. He waited patiently last season. He knew he wanted Virgil van Dijk, did not get him in the summer, waited till the winter, made him the most expensive defender ever, and it's worked out beautifully. So uh, trust in the process, trust the man, uh, bring the noise, read the book, order the book first, then read the book. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think Liverpool is in full preseason mode and getting the chemistry together and the camaraderie and they are geared up for August the 12th. Uh, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. Uh, a couple more questions here before we round out the night. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Anna from the Philippines. How far do you see Liverpool advancing in each competition this season? Ooh. 
so, see, well, I'll say the Premier League for last. Uh, Carabao Cup, I don't see them getting very far in that. And that's not because they can't. It's because that's, you know, a lot of teams, uh, Klopp especially, this is where you would play like a Rion Brewster or Harry Wilson or uh, Ben Woodburn, players like that. And and we get we get knocked out of that fairly early. We got knocked out of it early last season. Uh, it's not, it's not a competition. I don't want to say, well, I will say it. I don't think Jurgen Klopp takes it seriously. And, and it's, it's lost so much of its prestige. When, 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 when Manchester United says that they won trophies with Mourinho, I'll give you the Europa League, but I didn't, I, I think they won the, 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 that Carabao cup, I think the league cup or whatever it is. He, he, he whatever that, that is, that's such garbage. Um, there's three, there's, you, you can win the FA cup. You can win the Champions League, you can win the Europa League, you can win the Premier League. That's it. You win that bullshit League Cup, That's you, you can claim that if you want, but but whatever. Uh, I, I think FA Cup, uh, Liverpool could probably possibly, I mean, it, it just depends on where they're at in the Champions League. Uh, I see at least another semifinals run out of Liverpool in the Champions League. I think that, I, and, and what happens from there, I don't want if the bias in me says, okay, we're winning the Champions League, we're winning the Premier League for the first time since uh, 1990, and we're going to win the, the FA Cup. I, I want us to win every competition. I want us to pull off a, a, a continental trouble, okay? Realistically, that's not going to happen. It's only happened six times in the history of European football. Most recently, 2013, Bayern Munich. Before that, 2010, Inter Milan. And before that, it was uh, quite a bit you know, before. So it doesn't happen a lot. And it, uh, it, 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 when it does happen, it, it is a special occurrence. I, I, I believe that Liverpool need to focus on the league this season. I think Klopp, this is his third full year. When he was at Borussia Dortmund, his third season, his third season is where they made their mark. That's when they dethroned Bayern. That's when Dortmund won the league for the first time since 2002. They ended a near... Decade-long drought. Now, Liverpool have a near three-decade-long drought. That is an absolute albatross around their neck. They have got to get a league title. They've got to win the Premier League. As a matter of fact, they've never won the Premier League. Because the last time they won the league, it was called something else. Plain and simple. It was, it, it, it was not the Premier League until 1992. So, you know, uh, the, the face of, of English football has changed since Liverpool last won a league title. They've won the Champions League. They've won everything since, since winning the, 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 you know, the, the season title. They, they really need to focus on that. And I think Klopp has finally, finally got the pieces in place to beat City, Beat United, beat Chelsea, beat Spurs, and beat Arsenal. This is the season that I believe Liverpool will win the Premier League title. Plain and simple. I said it. I'm predicting it right now. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win by 10 points or 30 points or 2 points or any points. I'm saying they're going to come in first. Who comes in second and how far they are behind I don't know. I'm not looking at United or City or anybody else's fixtures. I'm just looking at ours. And I think that we have the, the, the 
I think we have the will and the desire. I think Klopp has, I think he's figured out the Premier League a long time ago. It's just a matter of getting the right personnel in. Barring injury, that's the only thing I see holding us back. I think injuries could play a big part. If this team stays healthy, they are as good as any team they will stand across from on the pitch this season. Period. Especially as it pertains to domestically. So, FA Cup, uh, I see, you know, quarterfinal, semifinal run in the FA Cup. And I, I look at, I, I think that the, uh, the Reds definitely have a shot at another deep run in the Champions League. You know, and, and I'd love to see them win the Champions League. I'd love to see that, that, uh, that trophy number and on the patch go from five to six. But I, I really think that the league title is, is the main emphasis. So I'm going to go like this. League first, FA Cup quarterfinal, Champions League semifinal, and League Cup, we will be done in maybe October, November time frame. So pretty early. I know it's the, the, the title's played in February, so we'll be out long before then because no one really cares about it. Um, got two, yeah, two more questions. Okay, uh, Ian from Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, where do you see Adam Lallana this season, and what do you think his role will be and his future with the club? Uh, so we, we touched on Lallana just a little while ago. Lallana, some people are saying he's like a new signing because he missed basically all last season. He had that terrible <laughs> that terrible uh, uh, red card he got there when he was uh, rehabbing his injury. and. <laughs> Yeah, he had that uh, that that meltdown uh, that got him sent off. Uh, what was that back in the spring? Was it January or February time frame or something like that? So, uh, Lana's still a good player. Two years ago, everyone was singing his praises, and you know, it's it, you're out of sight, you're out of mind, and people have kind of forgotten about him. Uh, this is a guy, is English, English, England international. He um, he still brings a lot to the table. Okay, he. It, it was kind of unfair how things went down for him. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is in the Champions League final, you know, he had to come in for Salah sort of on, 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 on a moment's notice. And, you know, and you're coming, you're, you're kind of coming off the, off the bench cold and you're coming in for possibly the Ballon d'Or winner. I mean, Salah is right up there with Ronaldo and Messi as far as best players from last season. And so uh, the pressure on him is, is just enormous in that game. It's pressure he didn't ask for, but that's, that's the life of a footballer. You know, it's the next, as I said before, it's the next man up. So he came in and did what he had to do. And uh, he didn't play terribly, but, you know, it's, it's not, it, it's hard. Put yourself in those shoes. It's not something that uh, a lot of people you know, a lot of people say they would want that moment, but then when you're in that moment, I'm pretty sure it's 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 not just a, a plug and play type of situation. I think that you you have to be in the in, in the flow of the game, or at least in some sort of momentum for the season. He never played. I think Lolana he can come back in the season and contribute. Uh, his his days as probably one of the premier players in the starting eleven, uh, the, the, those days are probably over for him. I don't. You know, again, barring injury, you just look at the midfield and you look at Nabi Keita, you look at Fabinho, you look at Henderson, 
Uh, when he's healthy, Oxley Chamberlain, he obviously won't be. So that's one person that that uh, Lallana doesn't have to worry about. Uh, would I say Wijnaldum? Maybe I, I don't know. Um, anyways, it, it's 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 pretty crowded. He's going to get minutes because, like I said, they're playing in four competitions, so there will be some rotation there. Uh, but as far as say you're in a Champions League knockout stage, Jurgen Klopp's playing a four three three. If everyone's healthy, Lallana's not getting selected for that for that three man midfield. He's 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 probably not. So, um, but I still think he can contribute in the sense of how Jordan Shakiri can contribute in the sense of how Daniel Sturridge can contribute. You're not starting, but you you can't start the starters every single game. Somebody has to come in and 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 relief of those. And 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 you know Adam Lallana's a pretty damn good reserve to have. Because he he can he can still he can still he can still play football, so you know sometimes in 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 the sport you have to become a role player, and if he can become a role player, then he can become perhaps the best damn role player in the league. And say someone goes out with injury or someone needs a rest, maybe there's not much drop off. You know, Alana comes in, does the job well. Keita, Fabinho. Why all of them? They come back the next week and 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 take the spot back over. But you know they they get a, they get a breather and they and 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 Klopp has the he has the, the frame of mind knowing that I'm not I'm not handing over my midfield to to some unproven commodity. It, you know, it's it's I know Alana can play. I, I I know that he's he he's he's a capable player. So, um, his future, uh, I mean. I, I Liverpool, if if especially if they win the league this year, you know they're going to continue to sign the top of the top. I think FSG's come out of their coma that they were in of not spending. I think the coins finally dropped. I think they understand what they need to do to compete in the modern era of football. I I don't see much of a future for him as far as being one of the faces of the club anymore. Uh, could probably do that under Brendan Rodgers. Uh, not so much uh, under Jurgen Klopp. This this team is serious, and I think the ownership is serious, and the manager damn sure is serious about winning. And Lallana can be a contributor, but he's not going to be a focal point. Last question: Anthony from Portland, Oregon. Uh, who will the breakout star for Liverpool be this season, in the likes of Andy Robertson from last season? Oh, the breakout star. Um, I, 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 you know, the the funny thing is Andy Robertson was kind of a relative unknown. He was, you know, playing for a relegation side in Liverpool for eight million pounds, uh, saved him from from uh, playing in the championship last season. So there wasn't a lot, you know, you you take a breakout star is someone that in my mind is someone that people don't know about, and they come. So Trent Alexander Arnold last season was a breakout star. Uh, I want to say it's going to be Navi Keita because I'm so high on him, but you know he's already played Champions League. He's played Europa League. He's finished as runners-up in the Bundesliga, which is a top-four European league. He uh, has he's beaten some big clubs. He's beaten Napoli. He's beaten Bayern Munich. I, I don't see... I don't, I don't like that answer, but that is my answer. I think Navi Keita is going to be a guy that could... could he could become... A fan, a, a, an instant fan favorite this season. 
So, so, you know, where people, much like Salah last season, Salah was a good player at Roma. He became a great player at Liverpool. So let's say in that instance that Nabi Keita is a very good player at RB Leipzig. He can become a great player at Liverpool. So I think that's I, I, that, that, that's kind of my answer there. I think we're going to see a lot of number eight. The fact that Steven Gerrard gave him the blessing to wear that, that number uh, says it all. I think a lot of people are expecting a lot. I think that he is showing that he is capable of a lot. So uh, Nabi Keita, that's, that's going to be it's kind of a lame answer. I, I would love to say like Rian Brewster <laughs> or... Um, you know, someone like that. That would, you know, Dominic Solanke, for example. But that's not not likely. This this team is star studded. Every single position has talent, and there there is there is no no breakout star. Um, I I I see a breakout star being someone who has not previously played with the club. So in that instance, like Andy Robertson last year and Nabi Keita this year. But between the new acquisitions, I think Keita will outshine Shakiri and Fabinho. And um, Allison's already a star, so I don't I don't really think there's anything really to discuss there. Uh, so anyways, I want to thank you guys for your questions. Those were awesome. Uh, we'll encourage you to send those back in. Uh, Twitter at Foresight. Uh, that's on that's on Twitter. Uh, send, send your questions in, or you can send them to me directly at Pretty Smith. That's Twitter at C R I T T Y S M I T H. Also, our sister podcast, The Kings of Europe. Uh, send your questions in there as well if you have any questions about any other teams, because we're going to be kicking that podcast back up here in the short future. So that's at K I N G S O F E U R. All right. Well, this has been the forecast, the very first of the 2018-19 season. It's been awesome, 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 awesome catching back up with everyone. I hope you had a great summer. I hope you enjoyed the World Cup. And I can't wait, and I know you can't wait, for the Liverpool 2018-19 season to officially kick off August 12th. We'll be doing a couple of podcasts in between now and then, so don't you worry. And we'll have more guests than ever before this season uh, from all around the Liverpool spectrum. But until then, want to wish everyone a good night. Take care, and we will see you soon. Up the Reds. This is Anfield. These are our streets. These are our routines. This is our home. These are our Saturdays, our nights after school. These are our colors, our flags, our pubs, our gates, our mates, our crest our words, which stand alone. This is the man who started it all, and this was his favorite place. This is the cop where we taught the rest how to sing. This is the pitch where we once watched the king. These are the stairs we walked up hand in hand, and these are the lights that light up the dark. These are the good times, and these are the bad times. This is what doubt looks like. This is how heartbreak feels. And this is how you fight back. This is refusing to know when you're down. This is support. This is community. This is solidarity. This is how you hold your head up high when the storm is all around you. This is how you fight for what you believe in when everyone else doubts you. This is the first time. This is the hundredth time. These are the reasons to look forward to the end of the shift, to the end of the week, to the end of the storm. This is the team we'll always adore. For others it's sport, for us it's a way of life. They have a stadium, we have a home. 
They have songs. We have an anthem. They have a manager. We have a guardian. They have supporters. We are a family. We are Liverpool. This means more.